Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast for bad gamers that's made by bad gamers. We cover the latest in gaming news, game reviews, upcoming releases, and a look at retro titles that made gaming what it is today. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Crowley, and Bad Gamer Garrick. Remember, get good scrubs. That's right. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, where our two-step program can help you not suck at games. Um, but you'll probably still suck because I do, and the two steps aren't helping me at all. Uh, I am your host, uh, Bad Gamer Crowley. I am joined, as I am every uh, month, by my two co-hosts, my two partners in crime, the peanut butter and jelly. Uh, to apparently I'm the white piece of bread that holds them together. It's Bad Gamer Bishop. All right. And Bad Gamer Garrick. Am I the jelly or the peanut butter? Does it matter? I mean, I have a preference. What's your preference? Jelly, baby. Bishop, do you have a problem being the peanut butter in this uh, weird three-way sandwich we're making? Well, then I don't I don't want to be nutty peanut butter. Can we just be the, the jelly and peanut butter smuckers mix? Oh, God, no. Oh, that's disgusting. But you know what? That might be actually be accurate for our show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous, all one word. Or, or you can follow us on Twitter at Bad Gamer Anon, Bad Gamers Anon. That's B-A-D-G-A-M-E-R-S-A-O-A-N-O-N. I can't speak today. Uh, you can follow me personally at, at Bad Gamer Crowley. You can follow Bishop at Bad Gamer Bishop. And you can follow Garrick at Garrick DR. You can also find Garrick on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Garrick DR. That's G A R R I C K D R. I, I haven't twitched yet, but I do twit from time to time. I don't know. We got a lot to talk about today, but before we do, let's uh, make sure that you rate us, follow us, and subscribe on iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash bad gamers anonymous, just kind of like everywhere else. Uh, so here's what we're going to talk about today. There's a lot going on. We've got the game of the month, which is Fortnite. Man, I got a lot to say about this game, and I'm not sure everyone's going to like it. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about pre-ordering games. Uh, then, of course, we've got the obligatory Garrick's Gregarious Games, the equally obligatory Bishop's World, and nobody gives a crap about Crowley's Corner. And then finally, we'll, uh, we'll uh, end the show with Take My Money, which is probably everyone's favorite segment Unless you really like to hear me complain about games, Garrick, tell me how wrong I am, and Bishop to just sit there and tell us that we're both dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, do I really have to tell you that? No, not anymore, but I think our listeners like to hear it every once in a while. Uh, let's start with the game of the month, Fortnite. Uh, this game is uh, on uh, PC uh, and, and PS4. I don't know. Is it on the Xbox? Does anybody care if it's on the I, Xbox? It, yeah, it is on the Xbox, but I don't know anyone who plays on there. Man, does anybody care, though? Like, I mean, that's like, no. who, who plays just the Xbox? Losers? You know what? They're probably the same people that just play the Switch. Uh, or Max. Or, or Max. Oh, man. I miss Mackie Joe. Just because I liked his name, Mackie Joe. Uh, so it's made by Epic Games with the with the Unreal Engine, and it's currently in early access. That's right, currently in early access. I want everyone to remember that it's currently in early access. Yeah, it will be will be free to play next year. Right now, you can pay to get in as part of the founders. But free uh, to play next year. That right there should tell you everything you need to know about this game. It's a good game. It's it's working on it. Sure. Uh yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a it's a the genre is a mashup. It's it's like a tower defense, third person shooter, Minecraft building slash survival. I don't know. It's got the stylized. The graphics are very stylized, very cartoony, almost like Tower. Um, sorry, uh, Team Fortress Two. Yeah, but not nearly as fun. In my, I, don't know, I think it's more fun. Opinion, I oh. So let's just uh, real quick. I want an overall impression now. Now, Bishop, did you play this game? No, I I didn't get to play it. This you you time, know what? But I did count count your blessings. Count yourself very lucky. I gave this game every opportunity to not suck. Um, Garrick, I, let's start with you, and let's start with your overall impressions of this uh, of, of Fortnite. So I absolutely love the game. If it's not obvious enough, um, it combines a lot of the elements of different genres that I love. I love survival. I love building stuff. I love resource gathering. I like shooting things. Um, it's it's made to be approachable in almost every faucet. Um, that said, it has a, some free-to-play elements to it, like loot boxes. It has 
Um, nothing that you like is pay to win, which I appreciate. Um, I can see it getting a little repetitive, but they're working on that. They're adding new content. They actually have a new update coming out in three days. Well, by the time this posts, actually. Not good enough. <laughs> I mean, what what do you want? What do you look, look for in a like game the like this? loot? The loot box system. I had no problem with. I actually love the loot box system. Like their llamas and their llama pinatas, and they talk to you right before you smash them. Yeah, it's adorable. Right, it is. It's hilarious, and the RNG aspect of it. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I, I didn't have a problem. Like I thought it was really well done how it's, you just have this plain pinata and then it can be a silver pinata and then it can be a gold pinata. Like if you hit it, it'll say that it's like, it'll go ting and then it'll all change to silver. And if you hit it again, like it go ting and I'll change to gold. And I think there's probably, I think it's a diamond or something after that. I don't know. Like if, there, if there is a diamond, like, can I ask how, how are you realistically like gold is a soft metal. So I suppose with these randomized weapons that they give you to smash the pinata, you could conceivably smash a golden pinata. Silver, maybe not so much, but diamond, definitely not. I mean, I look at it more as like it's a spray paint more than anything else. Oh, is that? Well, that would make sense then, I guess. But Paper mache, maybe? Yeah, but the, yes. the paper mache is colorful. Have you ever seen silver, gold, and diamond paper mache? Do you want diamond to see it? I'll show you it. I'll go find you some right now. <laughs> you know what I do? I want to. I, I would like that. Go find me some and put. Please it. look forward to it. I will. Thanks, Yoshi. <laughs> uh, That's it. I mean, the the, the pinatas is cool. You have a random chance of upgrading it to silver, and then a small chance of upgrading again to gold. I've only gotten four gold pinatas in my time. I don't know if there's anything higher. I've gotten. But... I've gotten a couple gold. I think I've gotten more gold than you. Then, if you've only gotten four, I think I've gotten like five or six. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> It, 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 here's why here's why here's my one takeaway from this game okay it does too much it tries to be everything for everyone and it falls flat uh the loot system like i you can upgrade your character you can level up your character okay uh it, it's like a class system right and so yeah. you get to play as every character you get to play as the ninja you get to play as the builder you get to play as the you know uh, whatever. Like there's, a, there's several classes. I couldn't even begin to tell you soldier, constructor, ninja, outlander. Uh, and you can level each one of them up. And then there are the survivors. Like that's the lowest form of help that you can get AI based. Right. So you have yeah. your survivors, you can then level them up and there's a ton of them. It's not like there's one or two or three or four that you can get and put on your put on your team that's always there to help. No, there are a ton and they all have different attributes and they all help you in different ways. So you have to put together different squads. And then th that's not that's just the lowest form of AI help. Then there's like the middle form of AI help. And I don't even remember what they're called. Do you like defenders? I think. Right. And they can help you out, too. And there's just is there's there's an equal amount of just an insane number of them that again, you can level all of them up and then you have to level your character up on top of that. So you're building squads upon squads upon squads and the squads have different abilities and depending on who the leader is, cause then there's leaders and then the leaders you can level up. And if that's not enough, if that is not enough insane amount of leveling up for you, if you love leveling up, this game is for you because you can level up your weapons the yep. weapons you get, and, you can and level traps. up and, and then your traps. So then there's it. It's too much leveling. So, like, I mean, it is a lot. You have to look at a free to play game. This this is designed to be a long lasting free to play title and they have to get longevity out of it somehow. I do agree wholeheartedly that it's got too much in it. Um, that was one of their feedback that they got during the alpha stuff that it didn't have enough. So I think in the beta right now, it's gone way the opposite Wait, direction. Let's not call this a beta because for me, there's two different types of beta. There's open beta and there's private beta. This beta is pay to beta. It's not, it's not even, you can't even call it pay to play because there's so much that you could do in this game. You get lost. And that's true. And there's so, and the player base will get to the player base here shortly. But there's just so much that you can get lost in in just the amount of the stuff that that goes on in this game. Uh, there's like and, a there's like a combine function because you will accumulate a ton of stuff, but it's not really combining things together. Instead, what it is is it's collecting these things. 
And so then you can take them out of your inventory and put permanently put them in like a collecting thing. And like you get bonuses for that and you get the different things, different, different uh, rewards that will help you level up the insane amount of crap that they give you to level up uh, or give you uh, llamas to beat the crap out of, to give you even more things that you can level up. Like they should just call this stupid game level up. So there, there's an overwhelming amount of activities to do in the game, but then within the game or within those activities, all of that is overwhelming. Yeah, well, okay, so if you want to boil the game like down to a specific hard to play and understand or overwhelming yes. respect. Well let's let if you want to touch on that real quick, we certainly can. The menu system is whack. In fact, yeah, it's it's pretty menu heavy. Some people have joked that this is basically menus the game. For example, changing out your weapon during combat should be a pretty straightforward process. It took me two hours. And then I finally just asked Garrick. I'm like, hey, I can't figure out how. Like, I've been playing games since I was five. So 35, 36 years. I couldn't figure it out. Still can't figure out how to switch a weapon. Right. Like, that's how insane. And I'm playing on the PC. I should be be completely honest. I'm playing on the PC. Garrick played on the PS4. And I can't even imagine trying to play this game with just a controller. I can't. There's too, there are too many menus. That you have to access the menus during combat. And it's not like one-on-one combat or even one-on-five combat. It's like one-on-a-trillion combat. All right? Especially if you get into a zone that, that nobody comes to help you with. If nobody cues to help you, you're on your own, and it's insane. Like, you run out of bullets. You can't make enough bullets. You basically then, it's just melee. It... It gets out of hand very quickly, very quickly, especially at the higher levels. It's it, it, it it's insane. Go ahead, Garrick. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. It definitely took me a while to start stockpiling resources. I think that's where all the classes come in. If you do not want to focus on bullet game gameplay, um, making sure you always have enough ammo and enough resources to craft that ammo if you run out, then the ninjas for you. They're going in. You know, their skills are all specialized towards using swords and hammers and whatever you can find. Well, Um, where do you find? Because here's here. I got to the point where I'm like, I can't find the the things that I need to craft the the ammo. Yeah. So definitely in the beginning, the the number one thing you need are like screws or something like that. Right. And I couldn't those are found. (laughs) <laughs> those are found just kind of all over <sighs> usually you'll find them in miscellaneous places right, exactly. um exactly. they're usually in like small like cans yeah. or small right. little like metal containers or if things you that you electronics can, right things that you cannot get when you're at your home base things that you have to get while you're out and about doing a quest right and that's where the outlander comes in because right. their entire purpose is to not only be able to find those resources but to be able to get more resources. Right. But then you have to level that outlander up along with your, with, with everyone else in your squad and yourself and your traps and your weapons. Yes. Okay. So I think, I think we've covered the insanity that is Fortnite. (laughs) Like it's not, look, it is a great concept. This game is a great concept and I am heartened to know that they are working on it, but to charge players a minimum of $40 to help them figure out that they suck is it's it's highway robbery. It is grand theft of the it is the grandest theft, in my opinion. Uh, I don't like when developers do this kind of crap. I think it rewards developers for being lazy. It rewards developers for putting out just awful games. It rewards developers for not having just a modicum of common sense, which if you play this game for more than an hour, you will come to the same conclusion that I did that Corky from Life Goes On developed this game because it's just too much. It is overstimulation. It, it, it is a it, it, it is menu. I, I, you can't even call it menu heavy. Like there are games that are menu heavy. This is menu laden. This entire game is weighed down by the menu, by their I mean, d- just sheer amount of menus. <laughs> Men- I, I do agree. Like half the gameplay for me is one being in the game and actually doing the thing. 
And then I spend just about as much time, if not more, after the game, going through all the menus, leveling up, going through the collection, finding all the little stuff, and being like, okay, cool, what do I need to do next? It's too much. It's absolutely too much. And if you have a short attention span, if you have ADD, like you won't like this game. You will you will play this game for literally three minutes and be like, I need to go do something else because I'm it's not holding my attention. It didn't grab my attention. Now now let me talk about the cons of the game for just a second. Like it's it's what have you been doing this entire time? Right? It's early access. I get that, but every day there is an update. And the update takes forever to download from their server every day, every day. In fact, I think the only day that it didn't, that I didn't have an update was a Sunday. And I'm like, well, at least you know, it's the Lord's day. I appreciate that. But seriously, every day, an update. And that's one of the nice things about playing on PS4 is they can only push out updates every Tuesday without getting special permission from Sony. So yeah. we get the accumulation of updates. Ugh, that I, I feel sorry then even more so. So not only do you have the menus to contend with, you have the, 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 the download of the updates to contend with on a Tuesday. Like you should just be like, I'll play this game on Thursday. Thursday, I mean, th- Thursday through Monday and that's it. My PS4 is always in sleep mode, so the yeah, PS4 yeah, downloads these updates automatically yeah, while I'm not playing that. it. I understand that. I get that. That's not. The, you're missing the point. Okay, now you're just no. You're missing the point. Stop missing my points. No. My points are amazing. <sighs> Look, uh, there's a slot system, main stats to each one of your. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We could sit here and we could go through the class system and we could go through the leveling system. <sighs> It is an unfinished product, and why are you charging people to play an unfinished product? That's I mean, my question. So many people are doing that so now, so much nowadays. Right, Art but did it, it for do you, almost two years. Do you disagree with me that that it rewards bad developers? Do you- I don't think it rewards bad developers. I think it is a new business model that we are figuring out that is a little bit better than things. Um, like the the crowdfunded source things. I think that's a different conversation. I think the crowdfunding, the Kickstarter stuff, there's a very famous one, and I don't even remember the name of it right now. It's a space. It's supposed to be some kind of space odyssey that has everything that you know gamers want in a space. Star Citizen? That's it, Star Citizen. I, I, I've completely given up on that game ever coming out. That is, I, I feel like, the crowdfunding thing in general is a scam. It's a good way for people to make money off of um, morons that enjoy giving money away. I think that's what crowdfunding is. I think that's a different conversation. I think when you have a product that is finished enough that you could probably play it and play it for hours. Like I got more than 40 hours out of Fortnite. So, you know, if I would have spent $40 on it, which by the way, thank you, Garrick. If I would have spent $40 on it, I, I would have been like, okay, a dollar an hour, fine. Okay, not a big deal. But like, worth it. Man, it's not though because it wasn't a it wasn't a pleasant experience playing it. And when you have a game that is not pleasant to play, look, I played it because why? Because it's the game of the month, and we want to po- talk about it on our podcast. That's the only reason I played it. Which, by the way, that's the same reason I'm playing Destiny too. Uh it's going to be so good, guys. Uh, I can't uh, wait. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, but it's not its not a good gaming experience. Yeah, I think it rewards. And basically, you're paying to help developers figure out why their game sucks. So that they can put out a finished product that's free to play for all the other saps that didn't put money in to help these idiots figure out that it's too many menus, too many leveling, too many characters. Like, let's let's downsize this. Let's streamline it, especially for a free-to-play game. Like, if you want to start adding things in later and later and later where people have been playing it for a while and it's free-to-play and you have this large player base and you've got, like, this core game already set and you've had it out for years. Like, this game feels to me like it's been out for 12 years and there's just too much for a new player to get into it. It's like playing an MMO that's been out for, for, for a decade. You are so far behind the curve that developers usually will go back and make it easier for the new players to catch up to the players that have been around. 
this game doesn't do that. It just throws everything at you and says, figure it out, and thanks for your money. Yeah, I, I do agree that it needs some kind of in-depth tutorial system where they need to make things a little bit more streamlined. Because um, there were several occasions I hit roadblocks before I realized, oh, I have to do this in order to actually move my power level up. And none of that was ever explained. It's just something I had to like go on Reddit and go on the game forums and figure out from talking to other people. And I think for a PC game, that's that's okay. I, I'll be honest. I think for a PC game, that's what forums are for. That's what Reddit is for, besides other things that people use Reddit for that are hilarious. Uh, I, I, I don't have a problem with that on a PC game, because in this day and age, if you're not running a dual monitor, like a minimum on a PC, I, just stop and go back to a console. Uh, but if you're on a PS4, and I get we've got smartphones, but if you're on a PS4, do you want to have a controller in one hand and a smartphone in the other trying to go to Reddit and figure it out and 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 find it on this smartphone? Yeah, we have tablets. Same thing, even bigger. Now you've got a controller in one hand and, and a tablet. It just doesn't make sense to me from a logistical standpoint as a gamer to invest that kind of time into a game that is A, not polished, B, not ready to go, and C, is going to be free to play in a year. I mean, that was my big problem with, with uh, SWOTOR is they, you, you paid for it and everybody paid for it. And it was just it ended up being awful. And Fortnite is kind of the same way. You're paying for it now and it's awful. And eventually it's going to go free to play. At least, at least Fortnite's going, yeah, we're going to go free to play in a year. Where, where Bioware was like, oh, we'll never go free to play. Free to play is for losers, for games that can't make it. Oh, no, I'm sad. That's a good impression of Bioware. I think that's right on the money. Thanks. Well, they are owned by the evil empire, EA. (laughs) That's true. So, you know, there's that. Look, look, uh, buy it or blast it. Blast it. Uh, Return. The return on investment is minimal in this game. Early access leaves so much to be desired. The menus are awful. It it tried to do way too much. (laughs) It's a good idea. Poor execution. And there's you can say that for so many games today that it really does make me sad. My, my, my heart hurts most of the time. Uh, most of the quests require help from randoms. And let me just talk about the player base here for just a second, and then I'll let Garrett talk about how much he loved this game and how he spanked himself to it every time he played it. Uh, the player base in this game is salty. And you know what? They probably have a really good reason to be salty. They're charging people $39. That's for minimum access. That's for the minimum, the lowest. They're all the way up. I saw like a $130 package like or a $100 package. Like that's way too much. I'm not going to give you $100 for an unfinished product. But players are doing that to get the in-game bonuses and stuff. I'll talk about in-game bonuses here in a little bit too. This game is, or this podcast is just chock full of stuff that makes Crowley angry. Um but yeah, it's not, it just, it's not a return on investment and, and, and the player base is awful. They're so mad about things in the game. Like there's a chat function in the game, but the chat function in the game sucks so hard. <sighs> Nobody ever wants to do the stuff that they're, that, they, that they're, 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 you're supposed to do like none of the main uh, uh, objectives for the quest you're in. They, they basically they use these quests as a way to gather. And that's it. So, like, you never get the objectives done in time to get the to move on to the next quest. It's just, it's silly. It's absolutely silly. Just absolute silliness. Save yourself some money. Slam your head into the wall for three hours each day, and you will have played Fortnite for free before it's free to play. Garrett, go ahead. First off, <laughs> not every time I play it. Second, I say buy it. But with the understanding that it's not a finished game and that it will eventually be free to play next year. That said, I think it's absolutely worth it. The design team, the devs are working on updates all the time. There's a huge one coming here in three days um, on August 29th. And they're adding a new mode that emphasizes base building, survival wave missions. They're adding new cosmetic items, new gear, weapons, whole bunch of stuff they're adding more stuff to this already heavy game full of stuff absolutely ridiculous i am more than okay with new stuff especially new game modes so i'm excited to have a new mode that emphasizes the survival wave mission 
that everyone can play in and there's great loot that you get from it and it's not so much randomized it is do this thing you get awesome stuff oh so it they're gonna be, go more like mmo or rpg style. Oh, like, yeah okay. so it may be like a random uh assault rifle but because you did the thing to get the this version you get that version assault rifle so you know what you're getting it's just like do i get the weapon i want or not so can we so, can, can we agree to to revisit Fortnite when it goes free to play? Like, can we as a threesome say, when Fortnite is free to play, we will come back and revisit it and see if it sucks less? Absolutely. I think in six months, when this goes free to play, hopefully within six months, they are going to have so many updates, so many new features. They're going to streamline the beginning. It's going to be easier for everybody to get into, and the player base won't be nearly as salty because other people will be new playing the game for free. Bishop, you wanna you you wanna shake on that? Consider this a menage a trois. I believe they call it a menage a trois. Uh, that's a Seinfeld reference for those of you yeah, not. I'm a youngin. You are <laughs> friggin' millennials. All right. So Fortnite, there you go. There, there's Bad Gamers Anonymous take on Fortnite. Uh, and, and I'm going to be honest, like we took quite a bit of time to figure out what game we were going to do this month for the game of the month. And it's not that we wanted to take a lot of time. It's like, everything kind of winds down about this time of year in the gaming world because it's getting ready to ramp up. Oh yeah. With Christmas coming, there are a ton of games that are coming out. Uh, like Madden 18 just dropped this week. Uh, NBA 2k is going to drop next month. Like, we're going to talk about all these games that are coming out. Uh, the games that we're really excited for destiny Two, uh, uh, battlefront two, uh, there's just a, a new Assassin's Creed game because there's a new Assassin's Creed game every year. Like I don't even like where's the new Uncharted game that should be like those two should just come out together and you should get them for ten dollars because there's about ten hours worth of content in each one. Uh, so like that's why like this wasn't I don't think Fortnite was anyone's first choice for game of the month this month, but it is what it is. There it is. Don't I say don't spend your money on it now, but Garrick's like spend your money on it, and Bishop's sitting there going, "Man, I'm just glad I didn't have to play it." I'm glad I didn't have to play it. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Let's talk about a a big thing in the gaming world that happens with every game, and I mean every game. Pre-orders. Do should you pre-order a game? Yay or nay? I think this is something a lot of gamers struggle with. Uh, especially when, you know, is the game going to be good? Is it going to be worth the money? What do I do with it if it sucks? You know, do I wait for reviews? Should I get it beforehand to make sure I have it on launch day? And I think a lot of it boils down to personal preference. Would you agree with that, uh, Bishop? Yeah, it really does. Um, My main thing for pre-orders that I look for is what are the incentive bonuses? Because I'm not necessarily getting necessarily going to play everything on the first day that comes out nor do i need to i'll wait till it cheapens up but hey wait till it cheapens up really good you know what there have been a lot of women that i've said that about too i'll just wait till she cheapens up and then (laughs) do they i know usually they get more expensive (laughs) no they never do (laughs) yeah so that's my big thing that's what they have to have for me uh, Garrick, what, what what do you say about pre-orders? Just, you know, as, as we begin to dive into this conversation, pre-orders are a big part of the gaming industry, a big part of uh, of gaming retail, a big part of just just gamers' lives. What what do you think? Just your, your initial thoughts on the subject. I think there are many pros and cons to pre-ordering games, and it's really all about where you are and how you go about it. I think there are several different ways to pre-order games as well that can make it convenient for you um, no matter what you do. Amazon has a 20% off if you pre-order a game. They actually just a few months, I'm sorry, a few weeks ago, um, took away the 20% off for Prime members after the game launches. That said, you can always return the game. So pre-order the game, you pay like 48 bucks, you get 20% off if you're a Prime member. And then you get the game, it gets bad reviews, whatever, just mail it back to Amazon. Who cares? Um, Best Buy has a gamers club for like 30 bucks, I think it is, for a year. That gets you 20% off a game when you pick it up launch day and 20% for the next two weeks afterwards. Um, The thing about those two is you do have to pay them all up front. And then there's companies like GameStop that you only have to put basically a layaway on. And same thing, game comes out, gets bad reviews, you don't have to pick up the game, you can cancel it. So I don't see too many cons to pre-ordering a game when you have no kind of negative impact on you 
in case you don't buy it. So you don't see in, that there's a negative impact for for you no. personally. I mean, yeah, as someone who pre-orders games all the time, like if a game comes out and gets bad reviews, then I just return the game. Um, if I got it from Amazon or if I pre-ordered through GameStop, I'll get my five bucks back. Like, sure, there's or, no harm in me for it. Oh, and I know with GameStop, you can roll that five dollars over into another game that may be coming out later. So that I, I think that's an advantage for sure. But I think overall. Is there a negative consequence overall in the gaming industry, in the gaming world, and for gamers by pre-ordering games? I think overall, for the entire industry, not just for the gamers, for the devs and the publishers as well, um, I don't think there are really... I'm sure there are some cons and disadvantages, but none really significant enough not to. If oh. you're excited for a game, why not pre-order it? Sure. Okay. Uh, let me use, and I've used this game already once, uh, this this show, so I'll just use it again. Star Wars The Old Republic, made by Bioware, the evil empire of the EA. Um, I was really excited for that game, as were a lot of gamers. And when that game launched, there was a lot of disappointment. There were there were forums beforehand. I mean, we're talking about an MMORPG, so we're, we're talking about it's on the PC, you know, right away. We're talking there are forums, there are all kinds of things that get gamers excited about it. The community was excited about it. I mean, you're talking about the Star Wars community; it's a very large community. Uh, in the same vein, you could talk about Star Trek Online again. A lot of hype, a lot of people getting uh, very excited for it. A lot of people wanting to play it very badly just lots of hype in the community the game comes out and it's a huge letdown you've pre-ordered the game for example i i can use star trek online here uh i i purchased a lifetime subscription it was limited time three hundred dollars you know why why wouldn't i do that right i did that and i i barely rarely very rarely log into that game because it's just not good. Um, they've made some improvements now free to play for everybody else. So I feel like that $300 that I spent was wasted because it's free to play now. Star Wars, The Old Republic, it's free to play. Uh, and the best parts about that game aren't free to play like the PVP. I feel like, again, pre-ordering games, uh, which is certainly separate than, than what uh, uh, Fortnite is doing with their early access, but it's along the same lines. It, it rewards developers for crappy content. Um, I, I come from, from, from gaming where you bought a game, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, uh, where you would put 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 90, upwards of 90 hours into a game. Any more Uncharted, you get, what, 10, 10 hours and you're done? And, yeah, sure, there's content that comes out that the developers, you know, will put out later. But some of that, you know, you have to pay for that. You know, the DLC packs, the season passes, it's not. I just feel like it's overall that it, it lets it lets these developers off the hook. If they put out bad games, if they put out poor content, we can fix it later in a DLC and we can make more money off it because we'll charge them $20 for that. Or we'll charge them $40 for a season pass. Battlefront 2 or Battlefront, uh, excuse me, Battlefront uh, is another great example of that. Another Star Wars game, Evil Empire, EA. Uh, they, they, put out, they, they, they put out Battlefront. There's no single player campaign. There's no yeah, we knew that months in advance. Did you not get the memo? Look, man, this was before I started doing a podcast about games. So I, I was, I was head deep in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I was just like, "Oh, cool, Star Wars game, I'll get that." Oh, where's the, where, where's the single player campaign? So you can't fault the developer for you being so, a stupid consumer. Ah, there we go. So, it, so the onus is on the consumer, and I think that's probably true in 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 most situations. Buyer beware. And exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Even the Star Wars: The Old Republic, like. How long did it take players to realize it was a bad game? Did it take a day, two days? Did it take them a month? Okay. <laughs> if you're going to talk about a subscription-based game, I think that's a little different than pre-orders. And I, I, I don't know. You pre-ordered the game, right? I did pre-order the game. I did. And when it came out, how long did it take players to realize it was bad? Uh, the stories, for the most for the most part, Bioware can tell a good story. Like, I, I, I'll... I will slam Bioware all day long. Their community reps are awful. 
the they work for EA. I mean, there's just so many bad things I can say about them. The developers are are off just awful, awful people, um, or at least they used to be, uh, especially with Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, but the storytelling was on point for most of it. So you got through the story and you're like, sweet, what's next? And all there was was PVP. And PVP was fun. That was, like I said, that was probably the best part of the game because it, it added longevity to it. But then when you go, yeah, we're going to make this free to play and you only get two PVP matches a month unless you, unless you, you know, subscribe again. It, so you didn't answer my question. I think I did. <laughs> you just said... Playing a, through the game, the story uh, sure. was amazing. The and then story the best is content amazing. Was at the end, the, no, the best content was I, PvP. PvP, but the story kept you involved. It kept you engaged. But once the story was over, all that was left, all was PvP. And how many hours a day can you do the same thing? Cool. So, how many MMOs had Bioware done before this one? No, that's a good, and you make a fair point. I, but again, if a developer, especially a developer that has a big IP like Star Wars, like Star Trek, like like Final Fantasy, like there's a lot of pressure that you need to put out a good product. And in both instances, Star Trek Online and Star Wars: The Old Republic they did not put out what I would call a good product. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it doesn't take people long to realize a bad game is a bad game. Right. So when you, you wait, right. But so, right. So again, so now this, this brings me to the next part. Cause this was what Bishop said. If I can bring Bishop back into the conversation, Bishop said oh. incentives, right? That was your big thing is I will yep. pre-order for incentives. So when you, when you talk about incentives, tell me what you're talking about. All right. When I talk about incentives, that they're always going to be useful, I want to give an example of Destiny 2. <laughs> okay. Game incentives. However, those incentives are going to be completely irrelevant within the first few hours of gameplay. Sure. Now, let's look at Fractured Butthole. You, you get the entire first game when you pre-order it. From? From where? What do you mean? It's From, a download. It's a download, but is, is that specific to one play? Because when you can pre-order no, a game. No, anywhere. For, okay, so anywhere. But when you pre-order from Amazon, it's usually different downloadable content, like free incentives, than what you get from Best Buy. And Best Buy it has different incentives than what you get from GameStop. And GameStop yes. has different incentives from what you get from, you know, somewhere else that you can pre-order. I don't even So, know. yeah, that's another thing. And I, I, I see where you're going. And I also agree that retail exclusives are a bad deal. Like, I don't mind retail exclusives because for the most part, pre-ordering, it's you don't you can't pre-order to win. There's there's never been anyone who's been like, oh, man, I wish I pre-ordered this, man. That weapon's amazing. And you're just killing everybody. Like, nobody has ever said that. So I'm thankful that so far developers haven't been like, you know what, if you pre-order this, we're going to give you the BFG that is going to just automatically make you, you know, more powerful than anyone in the game for, you know, the first five weeks of the game or whatever. I'm glad that hasn't happened. Mostly it's cosmetics. It's maybe a, a character that you can't get. But I, I pre-ordering has, has made this environment uh, in gaming where it is a competition between retailers to get your business. And I think some of that's on the developers. And I, I, I again, I think we're talking here broadly and, I, and I'm not talking about specific developers. I'm not talking about specific retailers because retailer, the job of a retailer is to make money. That's their job is to make money. And I think pre-ordering doesn't necessarily make the, the retailers more money than not pre-ordering. But it can make them more money just in the amount of volume of pre-orders that they get. Does that make sense? Like, eventually they're going to get more money because they've sold more games because they have better incentives than whatever. And Amazon, like you said, if you pre-order from Amazon and you're an Amazon Prime member, you get 20% off a game. Unless it's a Star Wars game because then you can only do the digital download from Amazon because they can't sell Star Wars stuff. Like That's hilarious. Thanks, Lucas. Disney, you suck. Uh, now, I want to add one thing on that with the retailers was remember your dilemma when you uh, pre-ordered Stormblood? You had to, you oh, ended yeah. up having to cancel that so you can actually get the game to play it on time. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no, so that's you, a good point. 
when you when you pre-order from somewhere, it might lock you into there. And maybe the game will have a time lock. Like me, I'm in East Coast. And so like I just got Sonic Mania and it I couldn't even play it until twelve o'clock my time. Now I I don't think that it got a physical release, but on games where there are physical releases and downloads, how many of those are time locked for the download when you can't already pre-install them? Well, no, and that's a good point. Like, for example, when I pre-ordered Stormblood for Final Fantasy fourteen, I was supposed to get it from Amazon the day it released. That's what I was supposed to get. Uh, my wife's shipped on time. She got hers the day it released. Mine told me that I wasn't going to get it that Tuesday. I was going to get it that Friday. Uh, and so Final Fantasy Square Enix had said, you know, you have to have the physical copy of the game installed by uh, X amount of time uh, on this day. And if you don't, then you're not going to be able to access the new areas until you have the physical copy of the game. Well, that's not my problem. That's not my fault. It's Amazon's fault. And Amazon was very less than helpful. Uh, so I returned it uh, before I got it. I was able to keep all the pre-order stuff, all the incentives I got from Amazon. And I just did the d digital download from Square Enix themselves uh, and, and got that stuff. All right, it's just cumber, just cumbersome. It, it, it is cumbersome. The pre-ordering system, I think, uh, can be pretty cumbersome uh, in some instances. But again, I just this is my view, and, and, and one, one, once you know, I want to get Bishop's overall view of it, and then Garrick's overall view of it. After we've had this conversation, has it changed? I still think that it rewards developers for poor games because if you buy the game, let's say you go to, I'm just going to use this as an example because I used to work there. Okay, Best Buy, you go to Best Buy and you pre-order a game and you get the game, you put down the $5 or whatever and you buy the game, you have the physical copy of the game now and you come home and you play the game, you've opened up the package and you put the game in or you've installed it. If you don't like the game, you can't take it back to Best Buy because you've opened it. It is They will not take it back. They just won't. They, they, may, yeah. they may give you store credit. You can't do that anywhere. Right. So you have now pre-ordered and purchased a game and it's crap. You're stuck with it. It rewards developers for for crap. And I know that there's this notion out there that it gives you gives the developer uh, a sense of server stress that they're going to have on release day. Right. And so that's why it's important for the developer to to to, to uh, allow pre-orders. Right. Like that's. That's that. That's why a lot of uh, developers say they do. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So let's talk about then the release day, where guess what? <laughs> the servers suck. Well, maybe if more people had pre-ordered, they would know oh, how many people to accommodate okay. for. Okay. Whatever. So we see where Garrick's gonna go. Garrick, I, I say it, it rewards developers to be lazy and put out crap. What do you say? So, one, it doesn't reward developers to be lazy. It rewards publishers for their marketing strategies. Developers see hardly any money from this game. The money they get from making a game goes back to paying off the publisher for having invested in them in the first place to make the game to begin with. So it doesn't really reward developers, just publishers. And that's on the publisher. Uh, two, it's only rewarding to them if you're an idiot. Oh, now wait a minute. I think you're, I think you've just insulted a large cross section of gamers. Look, embargoes release the day a game comes out. Wait for a review. My goodness, people, if a game is going to be sucky, wait for some professional game reviewer wait, who does wait. this for a living to tell you it's good or bad. Are you find someone that you can actually relate to that you can trust their opinion on? Are you advocating why, why abstinence? trust them when you can, just do it yourself. Well, because they're spending the 60 bucks before you. Well, Why not listen all, to them? It's all a money game. Uh, well, hold on now. I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, uh, Garrick's advocating abstinence here. Uh, just, you know, wait a little bit. Wait until you're married. And then, you know, find out if the game's good or not. And yes. There's, and there's something, there's something to be said for that. However... I think if you take a look at our culture overall, and this is certainly getting going down a rabbit hole that I really didn't think this conversation was going to take us. Uh, we live in a fast food, I want it now, millennial snowflake. I, I'm offended by everything. Take down our, our historic statue kind of uh, 
kind of society. Wait, just hold on a second. Is the millennial telling you guys to wait? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I, I definitely made sure that that was you were preaching abstinence. The millennial saying that. I mean, there's some irony there, but you don't disagree with me about what society is. Society is I want it. I want it now. And it better oh, yeah. be good. I definitely don't disagree because okay. I, I do that. Yeah. And you know what? And this is what we do. Myself, Bishop and Garrick, we want you to listen to the show. We want you to take our opinion. And you can, and that's I, the three of us don't always agree. Uh, uh, and so that's why we do this. We definitely want you to, to, you know, if you haven't played Fortnite, I say, don't buy it. Bishop, or, you know, Bishop says, yeah, I don't know if Crowley's thing, maybe I won't buy it. But Garrick says it's good. And Garrick's like, yeah, go buy it. So, you know, I guess it's it's all personal preferences. So, Bishop, where, you, where do you land on this pre-order? Like, is it the rewarding lazy publishers, developers, whatever? Like, I don't if you have invested in a game that's crap uh, as a publisher and you haven't made sure that the developers have done their job, it's the same thing. It's just a different, it's a different title that has a different function. Your, your oversight sucks and we have rewarded you for your lack of it. So the developer is getting paid by a publisher through the funds that we've given them for, for crap. It's six, one and a half, a dozen, the other Bishop. What do you think? All right. My overall thing is pre-orders are very different than what they have been in the past 20 years. And to me, they're, they're very seldom worth it anymore in 2017. Like I said, my big thing are incentives. Um, hey, if the incentives are good to you, get it. If you know you're going to play the game, do it. Yeah, no, for sure. Like Destiny 2, I pre-ordered it uh, on Amazon. Uh, the Battlefront 2, I can't pre-order on Amazon. So I'm, I think I did. present a question, though. Just a hypothetical thing is now to say that games aren't released to their full uh, potential and capacity. Now, when they when pre-orders are taken, are developers looking at how many pre-orders are being taken for any certain game that they release? And does that make them hustle a little bit or put any extra effort into patches? So the game is up to snuff. Just something to think about. Yeah, that's a good. I think that's a fair question. I I just don't know if that. I don't know if that's accurate. I think it, it happens more when there's some sort of emergency uh, yeah. that happens. Just something to think about. Yeah. Some games don't get. Uh, I went to a pre-release uh, last week, and there's one person who got one game. <laughs> he was like the only person in that store that. Well, and I think that goes really to Garrick's point. Garrick's point is, if you want the game, pre-order it and shut up. Like, if you were excited about the game, then pre-order it. And if the game sucks, then, you know, you'll be wary of that publisher and that those developers later on, I guess. Let's let's uh, let's head in now into the uh, murky waters of Garrick's gregarious games. Hi, I'm Garrick and I like games. First off, <laughs> Dauntless is an early access. Crowley hates early access game, but this is a really fun one. It's uh, it's got some work to do. So buyer beware. Check out some game reviews or previews for it. Rather. I appreciate the um, warning. <laughs> it's a it's a Monster Hunter esque game. It's on PC. It's an online co op game. Um, super fun. Bunch of different uh, monsters to kill. You take their materials. You make weapons and armor out of it, and you kind of rinse and repeat. Um, they're adding more. It, again, will eventually be uh, free to play later on this year. So I think it's worth checking out. If nothing else, keep it on your radar for when it's free. Second, Matterfall, another game from Housemark Studios. It's a side-scrolling kind of Metroidvania, Contra-esque game exclusive on PS4. Can I just, I'm having can a I, blast. Can I just point out all of those games came out in the 80s? And that's, yeah. Okay, good. And we have a resurgence. It's great. Ugh. So... When it comes to kind of shooter games um, or shmup or bullet hell shooters, Housemark Games just does it the best. Um, this is a little bit out of their comfort zone since it is a 2D, almost a platforming kind of game, um, but it still has all those core bullet hell shooting elements to it that I absolutely love from that studio. So I think it's worth checking out. Um, lastly, this game will be out by the time this podcast goes up on PS4 everybody's golf oh my god everybody should buy this game it's a it's a 
I know it's a golfing game and who wants that? But the last one we've got was Rory McIlroy from two years ago and nobody cares about him. This is a kind of a fun, goofy, very almost anime-y um, golfing game from Japan. It's been known as the Hot Shots Golf franchise here in the U.S. And this is the first time it's actually switched names to what it's been known in the U.K. and Japan for years. Uh, I I love this game, guys. It's It's got go-kart racing with golf carts. It has fishing involved. It has open world um, kind of areas where you can just explore and do holes in certain golf courses. I think... If you want a fun golfing game to play with your friends and you're not good at golfing games, this is absolutely one you can do. It's also co-op and split screen, so you can all just, you know, have fun. Uh, now it's time for the ubiquitous Bishop's World. Hey, how you doing? All right. So a couple that have been on my radar this past uh, month. First one being Sonic Mania. Pick this one up. And if you've ever wanted to know what gaming was like living in the early 90s, this is the game that you want to pick up. It's a true to the core Sonic game and literally by fans of the game, the studio that made the game, um, the guy, uh, Whitehead, I forget the, his first name. Um, he, he remade Sonic games and he pitched an idea to Sega using an original engine of his and they picked him up. I mean, he'd done some work for him before, but it is, it is nostalgia at its finest. Now with that, is everything true to the the Sega does what Nintendo didn't era of Sonic gaming? But it, it is a, a reminder that nostalgia needs to be left alone. Anyway, Splatoon <laughs> 2 was the next one. Oh, is that on the Switch? On the Switch, All yes. Right. Oh, okay. one up. I did I was unaware that there wasn't that it was only single player. I thought that there was gonna be co-op. I got sick of watching my children play Mario Kart. And so I went and picked this up and brought it to them. Now they can only play it single player, but uh, very nicely stylized. The music is great. I never played the first Splatoon. Kind of grudgingly played this one a little bit because I I, I was made to play. Um, I kind of started to like it a little bit. Not not enough to where I'll sit and play it for hours, but I'll jump in on a match or two. Um, and the common areas in this game are are very politically charged. Like, are there like Bernie Sanders 2016 posters or like how what do you mean politically charged? Are they taking down uh, statues of people that died 150 <laughs> years ago? Like, I don't understand. They might as well be. So you can have your little text box that you could draw in and put whatever message in. And there's a lot of messages about the LGBT communities and promoting um, left wingness and left wingness. <laughs> Yeah, that sort of stuff. It's yeah. everywhere in there. Didn't we and talk about this on the last podcast, Garrick, where we said, you know, we both kind of agreed, don't push an agenda, like leave video games alone. Like if it makes sense to the story, do it. But we don't need left wing. We don't need right wing. Just let us have fun with the game. Well, it's it's not it's nothing in the story. These are just like these are just people. Your personal. Yeah, people. You could you could oh, you know well, how you like can't. you could have a. That's just like a little chat. memo. Is that just like chat, like global chat in a MMO? Like you just, you, yeah, yeah, you just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, it's, but they they pop up and yeah, you can't stop it. Not, not really. Really, to another tune, their little bubble is gonna pop up, and you're gonna see whatever agenda oh, they're trying to push. Man, I it's, I hate the switch even more than I hated it before. Now, in all fairness, this started on the Wii U. Like, this is not yeah. something new for Switch. Okay, yeah, I hated that, the Wii U too. That was just a that was just a repackaged Wii. Ugh, <laughs> dumb. Yeah, and so it's it's whatever you know. Just don't pay attention to it. But it is very politically charged. Right. Now, the last thing. Oh, is dude, this last thing. Oh, you dude, I saw this too. And yeah. It, oh, it made me weep. So, I woke up yesterday morning with a really bad back, and I was thinking, why is my back hurting so bad? I looked at my news feed and my surprise secret of mana Not a port, but a remake, not a remake on iOS or Android, but an actual console remake, which it, it just, I'm laughing because Garrick typed into away. our show notes, right? That Garrick says, yay. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting here thinking, so if you didn't know, this is, Secret of Man is the game that got me into all of my games. That's where it all started. 
Yeah, I can't wait to play this. I am yeah. so looking forward to it. So I'm extremely excited for this because this is actually out on the Switch in Japan right now. But Nintendo well, didn't want to pay for localization. So uh, Sony is actually fronting the bill for them to localize. So it's going to come out on PS4, PC, and Vita, which is really cool to see. Yeah, that I might play it on the Vita. I'm excited. Uh, February can't come quick enough. There you go. Uh, so real quickly, like quickly, as quickly as we can, quick like bunnies. Uh, let's talk about Take My Money, and I think the first one, Destiny 2, September 6th. Uh, pre-order the game, you get early access um, to it, which I, I, I like that. So I, I definitely I pre-ordered it uh, via Amazon. Uh, and since I'm a Prime member, I got uh, 20% off. There was another game that I pre-ordered that I got 20% off as well, and I don't remember what it was, but it was... I can't remember. Uh, oh, Gran Turismo uh, Sport that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can't wait for that. Like, oh, dude. Like, October, November. Things are ramping up, and I talked about this. Like, we're going to go. This, this show is going to be long, so just deal with it, people. Uh, I just, oh, the games that are getting ready to come out. Mm, tingly in my nether regions, I'm just saying. Now, I mean, GT isn't until October, so we have some time. I know, but you know what? I do, but Destiny 2, as much as I want to say poo-poo it, and be like, eh, I'm kind of excited for it because it is a great concept, and they did do a good job of it, and Peter Dinklage isn't voicing the thing. <laughs> like, I love Peter Dinklage. I love Game of Thrones, but and it wasn't his fault. It was the writers. I think we discussed this in previous shows. Yeah. Uh, so he's not doing it. So I, I, I am looking forward to it. Bishop, are you going to play Destiny 2 with us? Is this... Yeah, I sure am. Oh you know, I God. I pre-ordered. I'm ready to go. Oh. I just hope it was. Let's just hope it's not Destiny One, right? Uh, so look look forward to that. That's the game of the month next month. September sixth comes out. Pre-order it now. If you're an Amazon Prime member, like I said, twenty percent off. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Garrick, what what else is uh, coming out that uh, you want to give them your money? So there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out here. In just a few days. Um, first up is going to be Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the very first Yakuza game on PS4 on August 29th. Bishop, you want to take Life is Strange before the storm, August 31st? No, okay. I don't. Yeah. I think you just did it. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Uh, did I? Bishop, are you going to play that? No, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to play that. There isn't. Like everybody, everybody for me. Yeah, see, everybody talked about how good Life is Strange was, but I'm still like. Eh. Now, There's Garrick, too much you, other things for me. Right. Uh, Garrick, again, how much is Life is Strange? Do you know? I mean, it's uh, not a $16 game. Yeah, it's game. like 16 bucks to pre-order the base edition. However, I definitely recommend the deluxe. It's 25 bucks. You get a bonus episode and soundtrack and new outfits. Are so. you going to do that? Was, is yes, Life I, is Strange, I already have. So Life is Strange is that good? I Look, it's it's an amazing story. What, I think what, Doesn't the story revolve played, around like a teenage girl? Yes. Okay, I... <laughs> Maybe it's just me, and maybe it's because I'm old. I don't want to play as a teenage girl. It's a good story. So it's a teenage girl that has the power to rewind time. And by doing so, she's destroying the city. So she's an X-Man? Pretty much. Okay. But it's 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 not just the fact that you're playing as a teenage girl. It's not really her story that's so intriguing. Sure. It's the kind of this mystery that you're solving. Yeah. And then in the final chapter of Life is Strange, you it all kind of connects, and it just blows your mind you had no idea it was coming all right well hey, look if you played life is strange that's definitely if um, you like telltale games or any kind of storyboard games and absolutely this is a must play telltale games are for the story i guess more so than the gameplay for sure yeah so i don't know the only telltale game that i really want to play are the batman and the guardians of the galaxy those would be the only two but i'm a huge dork so uh we've already talked about everybody's golf august 29th uh that might be one that i think about picking up but i don't know that if i will because again the only golf game that i really want to play is is a tiger woods simulator next what's next bishop what's next on this um, on this list what are you going to pick up and i swear to uh, god if you say what i think you're going to say you and i are going to have words and i say it in a different way sure. that's not going to offend you yes <laughs> well uh the uh for 3DS, Metroid Samus Returns. Now, this is what I'm talking about, the Metroid Returns. Really good example that I'm going to give of how a game needs to be remade. Uh, uh, Bishop, or not Bishop, Garrick, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, what, what's the next one on this list? Of Knack 2 comes to PS4 September 5th. For those who love 
September 5th. I can't talk either. For those who ever played the first one, it was a launch title. This is going to fix a lot of the problems um, that the first one had because they had to get it out in time for PS4's launch. I think it's going to be a great kind of co-op uh, platforming game. So for those with little kids or for those who are little kids themselves, definitely worth checking out. Dishonored Death of the Outsider, September 15th. Monster Hunter Stories comes to 3DS on September 8th. I love Monster Hunter, guys. This is adorable. You get to be a little kid, and you ride around on your monsters, and I don't know what else you do, but it's adorable. Okay, if you're into adorable games, Monster Hunter Stories. Uh, September 15th, NBA 2K18 and NHL 2K18. I haven't played a hockey game in forever, and I don't anticipate me picking up this hockey game. However, the NBA series has been really good. Uh, NBA 2K... uh, is going to do an esports thing with the NBA. So, uh, I, esports for me, kind of take it or leave it. If it would have been around when I was a kid, like nobody could touch me in Madden. And now I get ganked by four year olds in Madden. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how, how good I would be. This, this whole stick thing, like if it, when it was back when it was just timing, like timing, I was a god and I still am. But if it's it, this moving the, the sticks around, whippersnappers back in my day, you had that timing and, and eye coordination with your hands and things. You can't anymore. It's I got nothing. Uh, FIFA 2K18, if you uh, live in Europe, uh, which I have some friends uh, in, in Europe. Uh, let me shout out to them uh, real quick. Uh, my TF1 and TF1 uh, B brothers uh, on Final Fantasy 15 mobile game. Uh, hey. So if you like football, that's what they call it over there. It's football. It's just soccer. Like don't let them football. Don't let them fool you. It's it's soccer. Uh, September 29th. So you know whatever. Don't care. Uh, Garrick, what what's next for you? Uh, next for me is going to be Marvel versus Capcom Infinite coming out September 19th. Games which can they come out with? Well, this is the fourth one. Yeah, like stop already. No, they're good fighting games. Give me a, like the Injustice series is cool, but like you said, you know, on the last show, it's Mortal Kombat and Injustice skin. I don't know. Give me new stuff. Like Super Hot VR looks really cool. And I like oh, I, I even yeah, said yeah. that I wanted to pick that up, but I looked at it. And so in my old and arthritic state, like ducking and moving and stuff, like that's just not a thing. But it looks really cool. But I did pick up, uh, I did download the Spider-Man VR experience for the PSVR. Like it's it's really good, but it's really short. It's like it's five yeah. minutes. I mean, it's free, isn't it? It's free, but for free five minutes, like that's that. Look, these I, look developers. I want to just take a minute of your time. Publishers, developers, video game industry as a whole. I want to just take a moment of your time for just a minute. Virtual reality is the future, and the future is now. Get with it. I want a Spider-Man VR game. I want a Superman VR game. I want a look. The Batman Arkham VR was really good, but it needs to be longer. I want more in depth. I want story. You guys can do it. I know you can. And I swear to God Almighty, if Battlefront Two and the 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 vehicle like the the if they don't have VR. And not just an experience. I mean, like a VR, actual, honest to God mode, where you can go up against other players. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be very mad. I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna be, and you won't like me when I'm angry. That, that costs money to develop for, and if they're not making money on return, why should they bother? What do you mean they're not making money on return? I would gladly pay. As good as the Star Trek Bridge Crew is, I would have paid. I would have paid a hundred dollars for that game. So I have yeah, no but problem. But not everyone would have. Do you know what? If you put out a really good Spider-Man VR game and charge $100, there's a ton of people that would. And if you put out a really good, and look, it's all about marketing at that point. It's all about going to the Games Cons and the E3s and the Comic Cons and pushing your product and letting people get a, just a taste of it. Putting out a free experience like what they did with, with this Spider-Man Homecoming experience. Like you do that for an actual game, for an actual title, and you say, this is what you can expect when this game launches, but we want $100 for it. I would plop down $100 for that game. I have, Given I have, that we've only had VR for a year, dude, like two years, and maybe we'll have something like that. I, then I, you know what? The future's now. You, you People need to get on it because I'm tired of waiting. I want it now. Take, I want to be time. a millennial. No, do not preach abstinence to me, you millennial. I want it now. 
want it right Not now. Absence. I want to they, pop it in the microwave and have that VR baby. Let's do this. Even things you put in the microwave takes time to make to begin with. Yeah, but not nearly as much time as it does in an oven. And it <laughs> tastes just as good. But you, no, that's a lot. It's still gooey and uncooked. Yes. Oh. Well, you can't put like a frozen pizza in there, but give me a Hot Pocket, man. So September 15th, NBA 2K18 comes out with Shaq on the cover. <laughs> that guy retired 10 years ago. Nobody cares. What's next? Yeah. Yeah, well, September 15th, the Minecraft Story Mode Season 2 also comes out. All you Minecraft fans. All you teenagers hey. into Minecraft. There you go. Hey. And I'm still in this one. Guys, uh, Nintendo is launching Nintendo. the SNES Classic Remember? September 29th. Remember? Pretty much. Remember? And it has a rewind feature. Yeah, it does. I want. Hey, look. When they do the sixty-four chords. When they do the, the when they did the Nintendo sixty-four, remember Barry? I might purchase that because there were a lot of Nintendo sixty-four games I liked. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. NWO. WCW versus NWO. Oh, right. I like. I get that. I'm gonna play and be like, yeah. I'm just gonna go back to Madden, or whatever, or <laughs> Destiny two, or Battlefront, or whatever. But I'm just saying. Like, and I want, and if they're going to do the Nintendo 64 uh, member Barry one, then uh, let's remember how awful Superman 64 was and throw it in there because that game is let's, so bad. Let's just remember how awful the controller is. What are they going to do for that? I don't know. The 64 controller? I love the God, 64 yes. controller. What are you talking about? That was Trident. Dude, that was my favorite. Dope. That's the Aquaman. That is, grip. Dude, that is the Aquaman controller. I don't even know what you're talking about. The King of Atlantis uses that controller, yeah. and if it's good enough for him, then it's good it's enough a, for you. It's a you trident. Know? It's a trident. <laughs> I just, I just killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Come on, Anchorman. No nope. trident. Did you see Brick? He killed a guy with a trident. Threw a trident at his chest, and the guy was riding on a horse. <laughs> Oh, so sad you don't know that. Uh, so that's the show. That's Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, again, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, Twitter at Bad Gamers Anon. Uh, myself at Bad Gamer Crowley. Bishop at Bad Gamer Bishop. And Garrick at Garrick DR. You can also catch Garrick on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Garrick DR. Rate, follow, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. So uh, a real quick shout out to uh, uh, the, one of our hosts here. Uh, now a published author in the gaming industry. Garrick, uh, you want to tell everybody about that real quick? Yeah, so I've started writing for a kind of a startup um, website called gamespace.com. It's actually a sister site to mmorpg.com, which is where I get all my news. So I've done a preview on Dauntless, which is why I was able to talk about it. That's where I get and, all my news. <laughs> and uh, F1 2017, I did it before. And I'm working on a little fishing game right now. So, speaking um, of fishing game, I before I forget, I wanted to mention this earlier. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, uh, the Monster of the Deep VR experience, uh, thirty dollars for the VR fishing game. But regardless, congratulations uh, to you, Gary. I've read uh, your. I love it. I think you do a good job. Uh, very insightful, and um, I would encourage our readers to do so as well. What was that uh, website? One more time gamespace.com so that's awesome uh bishop have you written anything lately no i haven't i've written some papers for school but nobody wants to hear about that that's yeah yeah, that's the show uh i'm i'm bishop that's garrick that's uh no i'm crowley that's garrick (laughs) he's bishop for the love of god this show is way too long uh we'll be back next month game of the month destiny 2 Looking forward to to that. So we'll have we'll we'll, we'll all have fun with that. We'll see you next month.